This episode of the Chapter Next podcast is being brought to you by our title sponsor, Pump 5 Fuel Delivery Service, recorded and produced by our friends at Podcast Town. Pump 5 delivers quality car service directly to our members' cars. Do you hate going to the gas station? Our specially trained service providers will bring the gas directly to your car. Do you have no time to have your car detailed? Do you need tire services? Our members use our app to have our service providers bring their skills directly to their cars wherever their car is parked. So how does your morning look? Do you have to take the kids to school? Do you have to get up at ungodly hours to go to work? Are you desperately missing those last 20 minutes of sleep because you know you told yourself the night before that you had to go to the gas station? Well, our members enjoy a life where they can just get up, walk outside, get into their freshly cleaned, full tank cars and go about their day. We want you to be able to enjoy that too. So be sure to check our website at www.pump5, that's P-U-M-P-F-I-V-E dot com. Welcome to the Chapter Next podcast. I am Talithia Thompson. I'm a mom, a grandma, a serial entrepreneur, and right now I'm just doing my best to make this next chapter of my life the best chapter of my life on purpose. Hello, everybody. Um, it's Talithia again, and I'd like to welcome you all to the Chapter Next podcast, um, where we celebrate women that are over the age of 40 who pretty much looked at the lives that they've built for themselves, because by 40, you have built a life, right? So you either have had kids, you've gone ahead and entered your career, you've been working for however many years, and you were living your life, and you looked back at it and decided, look, this is just not what I want for myself. This is not the kind of life I want to live for myself. Or you started remembering whatever it was that you used to want to do. And you started remembering the, this, the dreams and the goals that you had and how you want your life to look like. And these women that we are talking to here and in the past and in the future, they looked at the lives that they had built for themselves and they just decided, I want better. And they went after making their lives look exactly the way they love. So that's what we'd like to celebrate today. We want to celebrate you and all the other women around you that are working hard to make their lives look exactly the way they want them to. So welcome, everybody. I'm glad to have y'all here. Um, today's guest is Bahia Overton. And y'all, look, I got to tell you, the sister is awesome. <laughs> she really is. Um, right before we started recording, we were able to spend a little bit, uh, just a little bit of time, like talking about like life and just the different things that she's accomplished. And we'll get to those in a minute. Um, I do want to let you know she and I met because we were both participating in um, a local. Well, actually, it's not local. Uh, um, the Founder Gym uh, incubator program for women business owners and. Um, I was in it for a little while. Um, I didn't quite get to finish, but he did. But um, one of the things that I loved about her story was, and you'll get to hear a little bit about it, was she actually had this whole established career that she had worked towards. And that is a beautiful. Like she's just full of like knowledge and wisdom and she genuinely cares. And everything she does is just done with vibrance and passion. So you'll get to hear a little bit more. Uh, Bahia is actually the owner of Bahia Honey Skincare Products. And actually, they're not even just skincare products. She's got hair care stuff, y'all. She sent us some awesome cream from my daughter's eczema. And her, her company tagline, which I love, is she believes that wellness is revolutionary. She said, we create products to help your body feel healthy so that your mind and soul shines. Y'all hear that? So 
You don't know her, right? So this whole idea of creating something where your mind and soul shines, it just sounds kind of normal, don't it? But watch, once you get to hear how she talks and the different ways that she shares the things in her life and how passionate she is, you'll see exactly what I mean and why she had to be a guest here on the Chapter Next podcast. So welcome, Bahia. How are you doing? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much you. for being a guest here. I didn't want to go into too many details about your story because I wanted to give you the opportunity to share it. So <laughs> do you want to tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself? Okay. Uh, well, first of all, thank you for having me. You have such a bright spirit. I always say that that like seeketh like, right? Take it, take, take its pleasure in the company of its kind. And so I definitely feel like you... Um, your spirit is one of those things that, you know, you connect with someone, you're like, oh, they're sincere. I'm going to be friends with them. So that's how I felt when I, when I met you. So I'm really, really um, happy to be um, connecting with you. You know, it's funny because I do think that um, a lot in my work, um, I worked as a clinician, a child and family therapist for about 20 years. And um, what's interesting about that is that I always say that you have to lead with um, empathy, right? Whatever you're doing, kind of lead with the sense of, what is your intention and does it, does it match your impact with the person? Right. right. And so, um, and so I talk to folks when I do trainings a lot around leading with empathy. And so my daughter, um, speaking of that, <laughs> when she was born, I just, you know, you obsess over your kids and she just had these weird kind of patches on her skin. And I was like, what is going on? They just basically were constantly ashy. Right? Right. Like I cannot get them to not be ashy. What is going on? And I did. I mean, the doctors gave me all kinds of recommendations, like even Crisco, mm-hmm. like it was crazy. Right. Um, and then um, I have, I live in the Northwest. So, you know, we're the, we're the organic before organic was anything. It was out here. And so um, my friend, she's a naturopath, a naturopathic physician. And she's a black woman. And she was like, you know, I, I said, I can't find anything that works for my baby. It's like, nothing is working. She, her skin is like sucking it up. It's not And She said, why don't you make your own? And that sounds so crazy. I'm not a chemist. You know what I'm, <laughs> like, I'm, not, I'm not an esthetician. I'm like a clinical, right. I, you know, I'm, I'm a clinician. I'm a social scientist. Like that's not what I do, but you know, I just started working on it, whipping stuff, trying, wasting product, wasting, wasting, um, cocoa butter, wasted shea butter. I mean, and I love those, but they just were not working for her. And so anyway, I came up with this concoction. It works for her. I sent it to a few friends and my best friend said, Bahia, honey, it's time to share this with the world. (laughs) So that's why I call it Bahia, honey. There's no honey in it actually, but (laughs) which matters. (laughs) (laughs) Right. There's no honey in it. Um, But yeah. And so I've kind of, fell into this lotion business I, where I, I had no desire to be like a lotion mogul. Like, <laughs> not, you know, but, you know, once people started sending me letters and pictures and this is saving my life and saving my baby's life and I felt compelled to continue to do right? it. Like, you know. Yeah. And, so, and then my yeah, question is, first off, was the product wasted? if you finally landed on something that was gold, like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, okay. it wasn't wasted. <laughs> it, 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 but at the time I didn't have like money it. to be thrown away. I'm right. buying sugar, shea butter and coke. Like, I was like, Oh, this don't work. I bought like a whole vat of it. You know, and now it's like, what well, we do the rest of this cocoa, the rest of this Crisco. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Which makes sense. So, yeah. And look, I'm going to tell you this. My daughter has eczema too. And so we went through exactly mm. the same thing where, 
Mm. It was just these dry patches. And then they, they got worse. They stopped looking like dry package, patches. And I purchased a product off of Facebook where the lady did use honey. So when you say it did, yours doesn't have honey in it, that's wonderful. Because the thing that we, I tried so many different creams, but the one she sent us, mm. it was it felt like a lotion at first, but then you couldn't get past the sticky of the honey. So that's why I was like, good thing right. <laughs> that you didn't stick yeah. with the well, honey. No, and, this, and it's funny because really, like I said, it's, it's, I knew that this is so crazy. So part of my uh, research and development, which of not being a chemist or an esthetician um, or, or dermatologist, <laughs> it was none of you, that. You worked it um, out though, did you? <laughs> yeah, but it was just, but it was thinking about, and I think so I tell people too, you know, everything doesn't work for everybody. Right. But for me, what I look at it is, what I think is magical about the cream is not necessarily any of the ingredients are not like the magic bullet. Right. But what I think it is, is that when you have eczema or super dry skin, by the time your skin starts to be able to heal, right. it's already absorbed. Yep, it's already it's gone. Yep. It's gone. And so mine is a slow absorption, which I think gives the skin just a little bit of time. And that's the thing that I think it, it does. It gives you a mm-hmm. little like, oh, okay, I can breathe so I can start to, you know, kind of reproduce good skin cells. I have a chance to heal from this kind of cracked, right. irritated. Like, and I think that chance is why people have like it so much. I think it's it's giving you a little, a few minutes yeah. to, you know, and you're so exactly, that's why. But yeah. You're exactly right. That's, pro- and honestly, y'all, she's saying her products work. I am, I am completely supporting that, that comment. My daughter, we had not found anything, not even like the normal stuff that works as well as Bahia's cream. So I'm a, we're gonna put some uh we'll put some product links in the show notes. But we are we're, that wasn't where I wanted to start. So hey God. So Bahia, tell us about you. You said okay, so you had 20 years as a clinician, right? Family and uh, child and family therapy. So how did you get started with that? Like what led to that decision? Um, I think that I knew a couple of kids when I was in high school who were in foster care and it just seemed like they weren't really well taken care of. And especially being in the Northwest, which is very white, um, and seeing the disproportionate amount of Black kids in this system. um, When I got into social work, my desire was to work with Black and brown children. Like, that was the goal. Okay. They need to feel more comfortable in their skin in this society. That's true. And so so it became a, that's kind of why I'm always like, be comfortable in your skin. Now, of course, literally with the lotion. but, (laughs) But really emotionally and spiritually to to feel like you're being seen and heard when you're in a system. I mean, there were all of your social workers, all of your therapists, all of your case managers and your, your attorney, your judges, they're all going to be white in this kind of place. And so, um, initially I was going to be a psychiatrist or a psychologist because I wanted to addressed mixed misdiagnosed kids like I'm gonna go in there and I'm gonna they're not diag- you know they're wrong diagnosis and I realized right. that they're very racist tools <laughs> so you can't yeah you can't yeah. come up with a different um outcome when you're using tools that are designed in a very biased way um and so that actually my mo- my decision to go into social work actually happened after I um, did an IQ test on some kids. I was going to Fisk University in my psychology class. We did some IQ tests. And the question was, listen, this is so funny. The question was, if you lost a quarter on a, on a, uh, on a field, how would you go about finding it? And right. you could get two points or one point or zero points. So two points would be if you said, I went A to B, point A to B, B to C, you know, C to D, like in a square kind of linear way. 
to check on. Right. That's a two point answer. One point answer is if you kind of went A to D, B to C, like a kind of crisscross way. And if you just ran around looking for it, you got zero. (laughs) Okay. Right. (laughs) But what I asked this one little kid, black kid, he said, well, first of all, I get all my homeboys together and we would line up against the back of the, you know, park. And then we'd slowly walk across and somebody find it. So, of course, me, I thought it involved community. It was strategic. That's two points. And I love how that kid is thinking. Yeah, (laughs) But it's also cultural. When I said you, he thought we. Right. And so. Yeah. But but according to the test, he would have gotten a zero because. Gotcha. You were supposed to do it by yourself. But you didn't say that. You just said you. But when white people hear you, they mean just me. When we say you, we mean us. <laughs> so, right. so I think, well, yeah. yeah. So I realized I couldn't, I couldn't give him the two based on the parameters they gave me. And the parameters right. were racist. So gotcha. yeah, I had to get out of that. So social work gave me the opportunity to explore new ways to approach things. And so um, that was my whole goal. So that's why I went into, into social work to, to be able to create different avenues and to, mm-hmm. to show that they work um, for our kids. Gotcha. So then what was the next step? Once you realized that wasn't going to work, what'd you do next? Well, I got my bachelor's degree in psychology because I was that far in. But then I, uh, when I went to graduate school, I applied to an MSW program. And then um, my mom, who many actually Milwaukeeans, I don't know how that's what you call it. Um, hey, <laughs> I didn't know that. Very cool. I don't know if that's what they call them. I don't know. Uh, but, uh, but my mom, Dr. Joy DeGruy, um, she's the author of post-traumatic slave syndrome. She's been in Milwaukee multiple, multiple times, actually, but she uh, created her own scale around respect um, for incarcerated males. And I really wanted to look more into girls. Um, and so I started to do my work to part to kind of um, partner with her work, but around girls and feelings of respect and uh, dignity and how that leads to uh, violence or how it leads to uh, efficacy and growth. And so that became my focus. That's the focus of my doctoral work. I'm almost done, but that's the focus of my um, PhD is, is African-American female adolescents in foster care in white cities. <laughs> so that's, yeah. So Very good. So, okay. So then how did all that lead? So then you're working as a clinician. So did you just make the lotion on the side? Is that what happened? Mm-hmm. Like the, the, is that what you were working on? So tell us more about that, which honestly, there is magic there, right? <laughs> you had this idea, you had something that you wanted to do. It wasn't like you just left your career and, and went after it, right? right? You just did it on the side. Tell us more about that. Well, I didn't mean to do it on the side. I meant to just do it to help a friend's <laughs> couple friends here and there and make sure my child was good, you know? Everybody's like, right. she always looks so moist. I'm like, I know. <laughs> but um, She's like, yes, yes, she does. Oh, my children always look very glycerin. They always listened, you know? But my hey. what happened was in 2015, um, a woman, um, I guess she does a lot of before and afters. I don't know. I didn't know her. She posted a before and after of her baby's leg. Uh, we call it the crusty leg photo. I'll send it to you. <laughs> oh, I see. Poor baby. <laughs> it was so sad. And she got like 8,000 views, but then I got about 1,600 orders in two days. Wow. In 2015. Wow. Yeah, it was <laughs> nuts. And I mean, literally, uh, PayPal shut down my account because they thought it was fraudulent. You know, yep. this was my side they hustle. They will do that. I had like $500 yep. in there. It's like, oh, travel money for my Bahia, honey. And there was like $62,000 in there. Like, and so yep, I was like, they will shut your stuff down. <laughs> uh, this is not fraud, I promise. And then I had to like, 
I'm the only black family in my neighbor. I had, to, I had to give my neighbors some samples so they didn't think I was running drugs in and out of my house all day long. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I'm just waiting for the raid because I got people, people leaving, leaving with a bag. With packages all, all times of the night. My grandma was pouring lotion. Oh, I mean, it was oh, crazy. Grandma. I was like, I'm not a manufacturing facility. I'm just me. So I'm, right. I'm like slanging lotion. I'm, a, you know, every time I'm like, this is the lotion, the lotion trap house in the middle of this little like, suburban, <laughs> suburban neighborhood. And I mean, I was like worried. I'm like, oh my God, this is what we're doing. Cause it's like literally right? all, and it was crazy. And so after that, I pulled back on a lot of my marketing and advertising. And so I, the reason that's how I even got to founder gym was really like, okay, this is going to force me to take myself to the next level because I yeah. need to get. I need to get my infrastructure together so I can try to get a manufacturing facility. I tried like something that's not these two hands right here. Like right now I run a a nonprofit organization right now um, called the Black Parent Initiative. And so I'm very passionate about that. Of course, I really am supporting, uh, you know, a whole new way to work with families that is that is really asset based. And I'm really about Mm -hmm. that life. Like I'm really about not looking at our families as being deficient, you know, looking at our families as, as being held back by systemic oppression. And how do we, and how do we remind them of the truth of who they are and their capacity? Right. Their capacity? right. Absolutely. So, so, you know, I'm not going to just drop that to make lotion, but at the same time, like, I can't. At the same time, you got go. 1600 orders yeah, in two right. days. <laughs> I got it. Yeah. I got something here that is helping people. So that's what I mean. Like if, if I could get that taken care of, then I could really focus on one of my good friends who lives in Chicago, actually, she's a fiery mm-hmm. little Latina. And she, she was like, do you want to be, do you want to be broke? Is that what you want to be? She's like, if you, oh, if you make money on your lotion, you can do this shit for free. So, so my, excuse me, it's a mix, it's a curse word. That is this true. Stuff, that is true. Stuff for free. Um, yeah. So I, I had this, you know, my priority is going to always be children and families, but also looking at the people who send me their pictures about the lotion, I feel compelled to continue to help those children and families. And so um, that's what I mean. Like I've spread, then I'm trying to figure out a way to optimize my passions and skill sets in a way right. that's not, you know, and, and try to still be a mom and a dancer and that kind of thing. <laughs> right. But listen, okay, you've got your full-time career. Yeah. You've got your lotion, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. You are a mom, mm-hmm. you're a dancer, and you've got all these different things going on. That If that's not the life of a traditional woman, what else is? You know, it's not like anybody just has one thing right. going on. And what's <laughs> rocking here is I would like to point out you are doing it fabulously. Yeah. You know what I mean? So and that doesn't mean there's no mistakes. That mm-hmm. doesn't mean you may not forget something. That doesn't mean that you that you know what I mean? Yeah. Where something may just have to go on the back burner <laughs> a little bit, you know, like figuring out this lotion thing right. while you have your your nonprofit. It's not even about that. What it's about is like taking the steps you need to kind of make it all work. Yeah. But taking the steps you need to make it all work, which it sounds like that's exactly what you're doing. <laughs> you well, know what we, I mean? We're so? working on it. We're working on it. But, but this is the thing, meeting people like you, and this is the honestly, like I've met people where I'm like, they're like, but yeah, I haven't seen you so much, so long. What have you been doing? And I'm telling them all the stuff I'm doing. And I'm like, okay, what are you doing? And they're like, being a mother. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm like, listen, no shade. I'm so happy. Right. But, and it's a full-time job to do that. You know what I'm saying? Right. But people like Girl. you and I, who we have these passions, we are parents, we are, we do have jobs, what kind of things, but we also have a passion for innovation and creation. Like we create, right. we're creators. Yeah. And everybody yeah. doesn't get that. Like everybody doesn't get like, well, why would you do this other thing? Or why would you keep your job then? Like, but it's like, because 
making meaning out of what you're doing is important to us. Right. It better be. Yeah. You know? And I'll say this, those, I think everybody does get it. I think the difference is you have the women that are at home and their moms and they feel like they have to be. And so they are looking at other women that are doing something different. Like, what are you doing? Because they haven't given themselves permission to do it yet. And those are exactly the women I want to encourage. I want those women that are sitting at home remembering that they used to like making lotion. They used to love taking pictures. They used to love dancing to realize, hey, your life is not over. You have this whole next chapter that you get to write. You know what I mean? You can do this whole other thing. In fact, the reason she probably got snappy about being at home and being a mom is because she has this whole other thing that she wants to do, too. And she just hasn't given herself permission to do it. So, so it's like, no, nah, girl, you don't. It's not like it, it, that doesn't have to be all. Right, you know what I mean? It right. doesn't have to be the end all. And so, no, I think that's important. I, I, and I love hearing that, like your whole the whole thing with every with your lotion came because you were coming up with something for your daughter. So, I mean. She's not being neglected. Her needs, her beauty, her her growth is you've got that right there. It is definitely something that you are still all over. Yeah, it's it's a lot. I think but I do think you're right. I think everybody is a creator. I think having the ability to navigate it, you know, I always wonder if I have a tad bit more testosterone than the average woman because I was like because the it's women possible. the Who women knows? in my family like they're all like they go hard, you know, and so I think Yeah, yeah. But I also think that there's a there there could be a balance and this is what I think Ultimately, you know, when you have, even if it's with a friendship or if it's in a, you know, relationship, true partnership is really helpful because I think we all need some support. And I think that's been my issue is like, where do I accept it? And, you know, when do I lay things down, you know, um, and let somebody else help me with those things. So that's the, I think the main thing for me is like finding the balance. That's all, you know. I'm not, good. Absolutely. not very balanced. <laughs> well, and I, you know what I think? I don't necessarily know if balance is the right word. Like, I don't necessarily think you can be like, okay, I'm going to apply, you know, one fifth of this hour to this and one fifth, of, you know what I mean? Two thirds of this hour to this. I don't, I don't know if that's the, I think it's being what you need to be for the day that you're on. That's, you know what I mean? True. Yeah. Like, it's not like you can, like, you can't be like, that's, and, and that's really the only way it works. But the thing about that is even when you have a beautiful schedule and you've mapped out every minute of every hour of your day, you still have things that pop up that you really have to be whatever is needed in that situation. You've just planned it first. Right. You know what I right. mean? Right. It's not like the plan goes according to the way you want it to. Right. Right. So I don't know. True. True. That's that's just my thoughts. I don't know. So then. OK. So you were a clinician. You made your lotion. So now your lotion is like going crazy is doing wonderfully so what are your plans now like how what's your goal for like getting the load being able to get your products out and we're just talking about lotion y'all but yeah, yeah. we are um bahia is actually she's selling herself a little short um <laughs> this th this bahia honey products line go and check out our website you'll see exactly what i mean but there's a lot more on here it's bahiahoney.com b-a-h-i-a-h-o-n-e-y.com she has bath butters she has hair conditioner she has a whole like product line for men, but I will tell you as a woman with locks, I don't just put anything in my hair and her, she, the conditioner that she sends us, it is wonderful because it's just, it just rinses right out, which is the important thing. One, it's nice and thick and it's substantial when you put it in. My locks feel wonderful and they smell so good. They always <laughs> smell like they always smell clean, but now they smell nice. And it's like a little bit of a little more, a little bit more fragrance there. So don't listen to her just talking about lotion. Like that's all there is. Like literally there's like yeah. there's soap. There's a whole body bar. 
And my daughter with eczema is able to use all of them. She doesn't use the one with the fragrance right. in it, but we just opted not to try that one. Yeah. But I mean, there it is wonderful. And it's creamy. And even when she put it on, it felt different mm-hmm. because up until now she was using like the, um, you know, like the Aquaphor yeah. mm-hmm. or, you know what I mean? Or yeah. the, the heavier stuff, because that's all there was available. And I'll, I'll t- if you are if you are looking at that big old jar that costs you $15, <laughs> I'll tell you right now, put it back. Go check her website <laughs> and, get, and get the jar of, and get the lotion that she sells. Well, because I it like does, the, it, stuff, it, the other stuff that I sell like because I like it so much. Like for me, I love smell stuff. Like I, I, I'm in the Northwest where there's like every other office has a fragrance free policy because of chemical sensitivity. It's annoying because I love smells. Right. And so good smells. Um, and so all the other things were things that I do for my own self-care that I wanted to share um, in terms of mm-hmm. my wellness. I'm like, taking a bath is like a big deal to me. Now, a lot of people, Preach it, everybody's sis. not Tell a bad them. person, but I had the opportunity um, to build the house that I live in. And I built Ooh. the entire house around my tub. <laughs> so it's like, we're going to start with the tub, And I then we'll mad. figure out, from, I said, because if I got to be in a very wet city, a very white city every day, when I come mm. home, I want to have a space that's like, huh, right? And so that's yeah. how I created um this my bathroom so my bathroom my t- my tub is very long you are a tall woman you would love my tub because my tall friends Don't. when they come over they're like i'm like you need to take a bath and people are always like me here i like i'm like a bath gangster like take a bath take a bath i'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like you know what you're gonna do you're gonna take a bath so but what happens is i have jets it's really long so all my tall oh. friends can sit in it and stretch their legs out so me i can almost lay flat in there because i'm short but, but my, <laughs> but my, I can almost float in that sucker. Right. But my friends wonderful, actually. are, yeah, they're like, my knees aren't up. I'm just, you know, they love the tub. And that I got this specialty bath pillow off Amazon right. that goes from the back of your neck all the way up under your thigh. Like it's the best bath pillow. Ooh. So you're not sliding down. You're not, you know, your tailbone isn't hurting after <laughs> sitting in the tub. It's so cushy. That matters. It does matter. And so I can gracious. fall asleep in there. I'm telling you, not in the water, but like, you know, my head like, oh. Then you put the lights on, you add some, you know, Coltrane or Wayne Shorter or somebody on the music. And Ooh. I have a water feature in there. I'm telling you. Love it that. is. So, yeah, okay. Yes. So I would like to call attention to the fact that this woman who is a professional, she has a successful career, a wonderful skincare line. She is also making it her business. Y'all, she built her whole house around her tub. So if you can't tell me <laughs> self-care is not important to this woman. So let's keep that in mind, too, because I think <laughs> when you start thinking about having it all, one of the first things we let go of is self-care. True. So, nope, you do not have to do that either. You be sure to make that happen. Yes. <laughs> if that means building your house around your bathtub, listen, you will find no listen. shade here. I think that's a wonderful idea. Listen, <laughs> I, just, I love it. I, you know, I think about it all the time. I'm like, what? Because I'm because I'm a goer. I'm doing going. Right? going. You can't do nothing in the tub. but sit there. So it, it makes me have to stop. Yep. You know. And relax. Mm-hmm. Yep. I love it. So then I've got a few more questions okay. just before we wrap up. Um, what are some things uh, you just told us about the bathtub mm-hmm. thing? So that mm-hmm. was my next question. But what are some things that you do on purpose for mm-hmm. self-care? Oh, on purpose. Well, one thing is breathe. I hold my breath when I'm stressed or when I'm trying to do stuff. I notice I'm holding my breath. And um, what I do sometimes is I will. I mean, it's got complicated after the movie Get Out because I used to lay on my bed and imagine sinking into my bed until the sunken place, oh, until the sunken oh. place came out. Well, I was like, that's, I don't want to tell people that. But really, 
when I lay in the bed flat, I try to tell myself like your shoulders are sinking into the bed. Your back is sinking in the bed. Your, your hips are sinking to the bed because I need to feel like my body is letting go. And so all right. of the stuff that I'm holding all day long really, you know, did that. I think the other thing is there are little things that you can do to make yourself feel, look and feel refreshed. So part of it, I was walking on the street and, um, this woman said she thought it was me, but she didn't think it was me because I was, I was smiling so intense. I was, I was scowling so intensely and I realized my oh, face wow. is not relaxed. If I'm walking down the street like that, oh, there's not yeah. relaxation in my face. So I started actively practicing relaxing my face, like just walking around with like my face feeling open, right? Looking around yeah. when I'm trying to go somewhere, looking at the sky, looking at the cars, looking at people, um, and then trying to beam light right? If you beaming light, yeah. beam it back to you. It's just one of those things you're like, Hey, you know, they're like, Hey, <laughs> and so you're like sending See. out this good energy. Um, and then you're getting it. And I realized that when I'm walking, I'm like, I gotta get to this place. I gotta get here. I gotta get here. And I'm so serious in my own thoughts. My face isn't open. I'm not open. So I'm not giving, and no one's going to be giving them open vibes to me, you know? And right. what is causing me not to be open? Is it lack of sleep? I started teaching dance class because I, I, I knew I couldn't figure out in my schedule a class to take, but I knew I could do, teach a class in my, my living room. <laughs> Smart lady. I am not mad. I am um, not mad. So yeah, but just movement. I think we have to move, um, breathe. And like I said, there's a good breathing exercise I tell my families to do with their kids. And um, my kids, you know, my, they used to love me to tuck them in because I, I would do these guided meditations with a massage. Aww, so of course, yeah. who wants dad when mom's going to give you a guided meditation, right? a massage, right? <laughs> massage and a guided meditation. Um, and so one of the things I do with my kids periodically, even the teens now, is I put them in a circle around a candle. I play some music. It's either like jazz or maybe even some Native American flute, something. And I take my hands, I put them on their shoulders, I make them breathe. And the goal is to not blow out the candle, right? So you're breathing in and you're breathing mm -hmm. out, but you're not blowing out the candle. And it's a controlled breathing exercise, but it feels like a game, you know? And so yeah. things like that, where they're like, oh, I feel so much better. You know, also um, there are some mobile massage therapists. Sometimes you can get yeah, yeah. A, a good rate. Um, and I've gotten my daughter massaged, my son, because it gives them, it teens especially, makes them have to be still. Nope. Yep. No phones. No, just, just get a massage. Just sit down. Yeah. Hold your peace. Yeah. I like it. So. Okay, y'all. Well, um, but yeah, thank you so much for joining us. It has been so enlightening <laughs> talking to y'all. Um, if you want to support Bahia's, um, nonprofit, it's the Black Parent Initiative. Mm -hmm. Um, so do you want to give people maybe, um, your website or a, a way they can reach out oh, to, yes. um, offer any kind of support for that? Yes, you can go. If you go to www. I think it's the bpi.org. Um, I think mm -hmm. that's what it's, WPI.org. Otherwise, just type in Black Parent Initiative, Portland, Oregon, and you'll see us and what we're trying to do here. Um, and love support of any kind. Uh, you can come and volunteer if you're in the area or you can send money. That works. Um, and we're really supporting uh, children and families, um, Black, African, African-American, African-American multiracial um, families. Um, and you can visit BahiaHoney.com and try us Absolutely. out. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, well, thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Talitha. I appreciate you sharing all your wisdom. Look, uh, you just keep, uh, look, be, just keep being awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't sound like you can help, but do anything well, else. When I'm in the area, <laughs> I'm going to look you up because I, I come to Chicago at least once a year. So I'll make a little, 
leave the little side place and Look move here. over. I love there. everything about that plan. I'll meet you in Chicago. There's a spa there that I oh, like to go let's to. Do so it. you just let me know oh, what the plan I is. I am with the spa. <laughs> okay. All right. You're the All right, nothing. Huh? All right. Okay. I'll talk to you soon. Thank well, you. Thank you very much for being a guest with us today. Y'all, that is it. Um, thank you very much for listening to our podcast. And um, if you'd like to learn anything more about Bahia, we'll be sure to put all of our contact information in the show notes. And that is it. Y'all go out and be grateful. Go in and, and, and spend some time thinking and digging through your thoughts and those things that you love doing and that you miss doing and the parts of your life that you are ready to have healed. So that is it. Y'all have a good day and thanks for listening. Hello, ladies. So if you'll remember one of the earlier episodes when I was sharing my experience with just transitioning from working full time for someone else and starting my own business as a business owner, one of the things that I was doing was I was a serial entrepreneur, meaning I was delivering just about everything. I was delivering people, packages, food, all kinds of stuff. But one of the experiences that stuck out to me the most was I was a driver for Lyft. I was an independent contractor for them. And I was also an independent contractor for DoorDash. And the reason I'm mentioning this to you is because I know one of the concerns people that are transitioning have is I just don't have enough money. I can't pay for this or I don't have any extra money in my world to do whatever this other thing is. And so I would like to encourage you to consider Lyft or DoorDash as a side hustle or just something to do on the side. So I'm going to post a link in the show notes. I know right now there's always different promotions that they're having. Right now, if you start driving in my area, you can get up to an $800 bonus for being a Lyft driver. Or if you want to deliver for DoorDash, they offer bonuses as well. So I'm going to include the links for both of those options in the show notes. Feel free to go and look them over, review them, and see if that's something that's interesting to you. If you decide to do it, great. Tell them to leave the you if you decide not to and that, that those things are not for you just do a little more research and see what different gigs or different like side jobs that you could do for a little extra money or to free up a little more time that may be available to you so thank y'all again for listening i am talithia thompson a mom a grandma a serial entrepreneur just doing my best to make this next chapter of my life the best chapter of my life on purpose <laughs>